Blog Talk Radio.
Hello, hello, hello. All I can say this morning is, wow. And the reason that I'm saying wow is because God gave me a pretty, pretty strong word for today. And I asked God, I said, God, he's given me this strong word, and yet I'm going to be on the road. Still says, I want you to share this word, and I need you to share it, period. Can you imagine that? He said, period. Whether the people hang up, whether the people stay on the line, whether the people agree, whether the people disagree, told every minister, every pastor, every cleric to preach the word, to teach the word, in season and out of season. And I'm going to turn it over to someone to pray for us, hopefully. And even if no one can pray, um, because I'm on the road, I'm going to share what God has given me. So I'm going to see if there's anyone that's on the line that can pray for us. And I just want them to know that... Um, the word today is a strong word. Um, it's a word that God has already prepared me for that um, may be rejected or may be received. And to be honest, I was telling Minister Sylvia that I had the nerve to ask God, God, some people get to give those nice messages, those encouraging messages, those messages that allow them to just be whatever. And it appears that a lot of times you're giving me those words of caution. You're giving me those words that are telling the people this or that. And you know what he reminded me of? The same thing I'm always reminding people of. That's what I like about him. He's so faithful. He says, you do what I have assigned you to do. They do what I have assigned them to do. And that way, as everybody does what they're assigned to do, then the world is reached. If everybody was assigned to the same thing, then I wouldn't need everybody that I need. So I'm going to check and see if there's anyone on the line that will pray. And um, I may do a little additive to the prayer, or I may not. But is there anyone available to pray for us this morning? Um, bless the Lord, saints. This is Margo, <laughs> Minister Margo, and, and I guess I'm anyone. And uh, <laughs> No, you are I'm the just, one. <laughs> I just... Uh, want to thank God for another day and that I have the strength and not just the strength but the desire to be part of what will be presented this morning. So I ask you to pray for my strength. I won't go into any details but Know that I'm I'm walking in His strength today. I'm walking in His strength and His grace, one step at a time, saints. <laughs> one step at a time. Let's go to the throne, Father. In the name of Jesus, we approach Your throne of grace, where You said we could come boldly <laughs> and seek You and give you our petitions and know that be heard. So God, we begin by thanking you for hearing us, thanking you for allowing us to be your children, thanking you for the sacrifice you made of your son so that we could come to you directly 
and be able to call you Father and say, Daddy, we, we love you this morning. We praise you. We magnify you. We worship you because you have made everything possible. You have caused everything to be that we see you are the God of the universe. You are sovereign, and everything you say is true. There's no turning in you. There's no changing in you. There is nothing that you say that we cannot believe and depend on you are the truth. You are the way. You are the light, God, and we thank you. We thank you for allowing us just a small bit of your grace that we are able to comprehend, God. We just thank you. We just thank you and we magnify you and we glorify you, God. Hallelujah to the name of God. Hallelujah to the name of God. Hallelujah to your name. And we praise you and we praise you and we praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you for hearing us. Thank you for knowing what we say before we said it, but still wanting to hear our voice to say thank you. We're grateful. We're grateful for the lungs that you've given us and for the breath that you breathe in us because of you we have our being. We have life because of you, God, and we thank you. It might not have been the life we thought. It might have been it may not be the life that we chose, but the life we have we dedicate it to you. We surrender it to you. We put it on the altar before you and we ask you, God, to just Love us <laughs> as we love you because you first loved us. We ask you, God, to our hearts, to create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. And the word that you have given a possible let today fits our hearts, God. Help us to receive it. Whatever it is, God, help us to receive your word and to plant it in our hearts and in our spirits. And to realize that whatever you say is right. It doesn't have to be the way we think it is. It doesn't have to be what we understand, but only that it comes from you and we can trust your word and we can stand on your word and we can believe your word and we can live it out one step at a time. Hallelujah. One step at a time. God, we thank you and we praise you. And we dedicate this time to you, and we ask you to have your way, to be with us, because you said where two or three are gathered, your name, you would be in the midst. So thank you for being here with us. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us. And God, we ask for journey mercy and traveling grace for our sister as she is on the highway, but not just on the natural highway, but on the spiritual highway. Hallelujah. Give her direction. Give her direction, God. <laughs> Give her the strength that she needs. Make sure that all the tires are just the way they need to be. Make sure that the motor is running to its perfection. Make sure that everything that you would have in place is in place. We thank you and we praise you for it. And we believe you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. 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 Um, God is just so awesome. He's just so awesome. I don't have to add anything to the prayer. And I pray that you all remember what Minister Marco has already prayed, how she talked about God and who he is and how everything she said was God is, God this, God that. And you'll see how it lines up. Oh, God, he is so awesome with um, the word on today. So um, on yesterday, I had three visions. Um, To be honest, they were the same visions back-to-back. I've never had three back-to-back visions of the same thing. And it just so happened I was driving. And so I had to slow down because... I was like, hmm. And the visions were of my sister Sheila's murder, 
call it an accident. But let's call a spade a spade and a diamond a diamond. And so it was like I was there. It was like I could see everything that happened. And I found myself having feelings of anger and overwhelmness of sadness and tears at the same time. But it was like I was there. And at the same time, I was calling on the name of Jesus. And then I began to thank God for allowing me to see the vision, whether it was actually what happened or what God needed to give me. And then I made it to Brandon's house and I told him about the visions that I had and how vivid they were and how I had never experienced anything like that. And so him and I and the kids were playing. And then I left there. And without even knowing it, I was cold driving over 100 miles an hour. I said, God, I know this car can go up to 180, but why is I'm speeding so fast? And so then I started thanking God for showing me how fast I was driving. All of this is going to um, become clear soon where I'm going. And so... Um, he let me know. He says, I'm about to reveal to you the interpretation of the dreams. And the devil doesn't want it to be released. So I was saying, God, what is it? And and I was washing the dishes with bleach and borax for um, those who don't know what they are. They are truly intense cleaning agents, and so while I was using them together, um, I, I, don't, I don't really know because it was detergent and stuff, and the dishes were coming out very spotless and clean, and I wasn't, I wasn't using a dishwasher, so I do have a dishwasher, but for some reason, God had me using this, and then he placed in my spirit that there are so many people of God that need to be cleaned from the water and the word of God, which is more pure than the bleach and the borax that I was using on the dishes. My God. And I said, why, God, what's going on? And he took me back to the vision. But then he took me even further back. He said, remember when I was speaking to you in visions and dreams and visions and dreams, so much, and you would go and talk to your pastor about it, and either he would teach that message immediately that day. It was like sometimes it would be on that Sunday, and other times it would be a teaching series and things of that sort. And so then how I would go to Apostle Sandra Thomas and Pastor Fred, because I was upset. See, this was me and my zeal, the message that God had gave to me. And I didn't understand why the bishop would preach it and preach all of these messages that God would reveal to me. And it would be like an urgency that he would, you know, call the church to. And I was like, God, he's giving me an urgent message, but he doesn't give me credit for giving him the message. He doesn't give me blah, blah, blah. And God had Apostle Sandra Thomas ask me a question. She said, ask God. She was a prophetess at this time. She said, ask God, why does he have to keep talking to you in dreams and visions? Ask God, why can't he just talk to you? Why does it have to be when you're asleep or when you're in a, a state of, um, like, a visitation? And so I started praying and asking God why. And he let me know it was so much static in my life and so much going on that I was so busy that although I was meeting him at 5 a.m. prayer and although I was meeting him at noonday prayer, that I had so much going on until he needed me to mature in my zeal that I wouldn't take credit for the things that he was showing me, but that I would give him all the glory and all the praise. 
And I said, okay, God. And so as I kept, you know, seeking God about it and, and laying before God, I started realizing how many people do that and how we want credit and our names called. Hmm. I'm talking about me now. And so then he received, I mean, I received a message from him that was talking about how some of us, now remember, I've been guilty of this too, because I did it with my own parents, how some of us have been praying to Sheila. Mm-hmm. How some of us have been praying to Sandra. Uh-huh. How some of us have been praying to our sisters and our brothers and our mothers and our grandma, not realizing that we were subtly allowing the deceiver to creep in. How many of you know that God's a jealous God? How many of you know that God's not going to share his glory with anyone? I'm not talking about us talking to our loved ones or thinking we're talking to us. I'm talking about us actually giving them credit. I've heard people say, well, so-and-so must have been watching over me today, or so-and-so did this, or so-and-so did that. Talking about that person, they've replaced saying God did it with that family member. Uh-huh. They've replaced saying what their pastor said and their bishop said with what the word says. Uh-huh. Let's get to what God had me to write on Facebook last night, Second John 1, 4 and 13. It says, missing people, celebrating people, honoring people, and more. I put dot, dot, dot is one thing. But some of you are being fooled by the deceiver. You are on the verge of, or either already there, that you are knowingly or unknowingly beginning to practice idolatry. And then I went into the names we like to call each other, honey, boo, sis, brother, cuz, dude, homie, uh, pookie, them, darling, and or whatever you want to be called. See, the scripture that um, he had me write was, it says, I was greatly delighted to find some of your children walking in truth, just as we have been commanded by the Father. Now I am your lady, not as if I were writing to you a new commandment, Mm -hmm. but simply reminding you the one which have had we've had from the beginning that we love and unselfishly seek the best for one another. And this love that we walk in accordance with his commandments and are guided continually by his precepts. This is a commandment, just as I have heard from the beginning, that you should always walk in love. For many deceivers, heretics, posing as Christians, they've gone. And not only have they gone out into the world, They acknowledge and they confess the coming of Jesus bodily form. This person, this kind, uh, does this. It's the deceiver and the antichrist that is the antagonist of Christ. Watch yourself so that you do not lose what we have accomplished together, but you may receive a full and perfect reward when he grants rewards to the faithful believers. Anyone who runs on ahead and does not remain in the doctrine of Christ, that is, who is not content with what he taught, does not have, but one who continues to remain in the teaching of Christ does not have God. He has both the Father and the Son. And so it goes on to talk about the doctrines and the teachings being diminished. But see, what does it mean to be on the verge or on uh, something? 
it means to be on the edge, the very border, like you're on the verge or on the brink or on the rim or on the limit or very close to reaching the boundaries. You're about to do something that is very close to what we call idolatry. What is idolatry? That's when we give the authority to God to someone else. 1 Corinthians 10, 7, and 22 actually talks about that. Now, I'm going to switch a little, so just work with me. What does the number one symbolize? Does it symbolize unity? Uh-huh. What does the number three symbolize? Yeah, it's, it symbolizes harmony and wisdom and understanding. Uh-huh. It symbolizes uh being in the middle or the beginning of something of life. And then what does the number six represent? Perfection and completion. Because the world is all was created in six days. Now the number six six is also significant to the eyes being enlightened and being open. And then we could even go so far as say, well, what does the number seven symbolize? It's it's a type of number that uh, shows that um, the word of God is the very foundation of everything. It's perfection. It's completeness. And then the number nine actually talks about the final ending, the recognition of the fulfillment of a cycle. And then the number 16 represents the very titles of God, so how he's con- constant. And then the number 63 represents those things that are in the word. Like it talks about in Psalm 63, when he was in the desert of Judah, oh God, you are my God, earnestly I seek you, and my soul thirsts for you, and your body longs, uh, my body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. I have seen the sanctuary, and behold your power and your glory. So why did I talk about those numbers? Well, today is the 16th of October. Mm-hmm. And one plus six is seven. See, we could get so caught up in what numbers mean until it causes us to stray away from what the Bible is saying. So whether it's numbers people are getting caught up in, or whether it's something else. We have to realize that the enemy will take a memorial or something we're doing in order to remember someone that we love and make us start going to that place, that memorial, that bookshelf, that room, and start talking to those people about our problems instead of God. Be careful. Be very, very careful that we haven't made a loved one person that we believe we have to go through to get to God. Jesus is our access to God. Not our mother, not our sister, not our brother, not our husband, not our pastor, not our preacher, not our teacher. Matthew 7 and 15, I'm going to read um, verses 13 through 16, but I'm going to emphasize 16. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad and easy to travel is the path that leads the way to destruction and eternal life. There are many who enter through it, but small is the gate, and narrow and difficult to travel is the path that leads the way to everlasting life, and there are few who find it. And then verse 15 that I'm putting emphasis on, beware of the false prophets and teachers who come to you dressed as sheep, appearing gentle and innocent, but inwardly are ravious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them, and that is by their contrived doctrine and self-focus. Let's be careful that that self-focus may not necessarily be you, but I've had 
uh, loved one to tell me and my sister, Minister Sylvia, that there's many ways to God. There's one way. His name is Jesus. So although we think it's innocent and that it doesn't really mean much, we're not hurting anyone, if you're giving credit to my sister Sheila, if you're giving credit to my cousin Sandra, if you're giving credit to my mother and my father, my cousins, if you're giving credit for your blessings and angels watching over you to them, you have made them a substitute for Jesus. Be very careful. I, I, I know. Church hurt is all over the place, and somebody just got their feelings hurt because they've been doing that, and they said, well, you know what I meant. See, but when the deceiver creeps in, he wants you to think those little acts are harmless. Those little prayers, those little comments are harmless. But didn't the Bible say that God is a jealous God? Didn't the Bible say that he said when Jesus came, that is my son who I'm well pleased? Where in the Bible does it say that we can put our loved ones that we've lost in the place of Jesus, my God? See, idolatry is subtle. It creeps in. Ask yourself this question. Do you or are you praying to that person or that thing instead of God? Do you give them credit for the blessings and for the protection or for whatever is going on in your life? Do you treat their memorial or the things that you've uh, uh, put in place more sacred than you do God's word or God himself? Do you find yourself quoting them and thinking about them more than you quote God? Do you set a place for them at the table when you sit down to eat? Do you still buy things for them and they've already gone on? Are you still having and starting to have do things because you think it would please them? My mama would like this. My sister would like this. This person would like this. Instead of God? See, the enemy creeps in, and you're not even aware and you're wondering what's going on in your mind and your soul and your total being, well, the deceiver has creeped in, and he's made you think that those little acts are nothing. No, 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 no. That's a molehill when you're baking someone a medium or access to God, when you're giving them credit for the things of God. Mm-hmm. So somebody, I pray that you heard the prayer that Minister Margo prayed because it was about knowing who God is. It was about giving God credit. Because, see, the enemy of our soul will try to make you mad at me today. Some people will hang up, as I said. They will do various things because they can't take the word. Someone wrote on Facebook even before, which is the truth, that the very God on the inside of you irritates the demons and other people. So the word that's being spoken today is irritating the very demons that tried to deceive you into thinking that that was nothing. Well, I challenge you on today to ask God if that was nothing. I challenge you on today to ask God if from Genesis to Revelation you can find a word that condones you putting a loved one in the place of God. And we're going to take it even a little further than that. See, some believers' main goal in life is their own personal gain. They always talk about, I, 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 I did this, I did that. Oh, me, I, I, me, 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 myself, and I. And see, although God did use you, see, I was just finished talking about how so long ago I had the nerve to be upset because God used me to give the man of God a word because either he was too busy or he was just blowing it off or he asked God for confirmation and God would use me and he wasn't giving me credit the visions and the dreams and the things that God had me bring to him, uh-huh, me, myself, and I. But see, in my zeal, I didn't understand that, yes, 
God was speaking to him through me, and that message was for him to preach. It wasn't for me to preach. It was God using me, and what I should have been doing was thanking God for using me in those visions, thanking God for using me with those dreams to give the man of God or the woman of God whatever they needed. But all I wanted to know was why he wasn't giving me credit. My God, me, myself, and I. See, this is personal. This is me telling on myself. Although this happened years ago, look, it took me years and years and years to learn that God was using me all the time. But what I thought was God gave me the vision, God gave me the dream, I should have been the one preaching it. But guess what? I wasn't the only one. There was many others in the church that was sharing their visions and their dreams and the word that God had gave them. And the same man and woman of God was getting up preaching and teaching those messages. And sometimes those people were having the nerve to get upset too. But see, although God delights in blessing us, according to 3 John 2, he knew that when he was blessing us with those visions and dreams for the house, for the people, that somebody was hearing that word and it was saving them. Somebody was hearing that word and it was delivering them. Somebody was being set free on that day. Because, see, our foundational scripture says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto us. So years later, decades later, I am now the person that God has allowed to teach, to to preach, to share his word. And he's partnered me with great men and women of God, like Minister Margo, Minister Sylvia, uh, Pastor Troy, Prophet Antoine, Reverend Lawrence, Dr. Serena Wright. I mean, we're great, great men and women of God. Why? Because he knows I can handle it now. It's not about me, myself, and I. My God. He knows that I'm going to give his Holy Spirit the the credit for, for, for moving on the inside of me, that I'm going to give his Holy Spirit credit for revealing that word to me, that I'm going to give God the glory for that vision or that dream that he gave me for the people of God. See, back then, he couldn't have given me the word for me to preach because it was me, 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 me. I was so into my zeal that I listen to people now, my zeal, excuse me, I listen to people now who talk about how the word of God uh, moved through them and how the Holy Spirit moved them and how people tried to get close to them so that they could catch their fumes. It's all about them, them, them. They're not talking about God. They're not talking about how the Holy Spirit moved in them and other people, but they're acting like the the preacher couldn't preach the word until they gave them the word. So they're sharing their visions and their dreams with their pastors, and they're getting upset because their pastor won't give them the credit. My, 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 isn't it amazing how God will use you to pray for somebody else? God will use you to help somebody else go through the same things that you went through as a young saint, as a green saint. Because, see, many of us don't know how to be a blessing without hearing our name. We forget that when we get to reigning with God and hanging out with him in the great by and by, that that's when we want to see our rewards. Not the temporal rewards down here to hear your name called. Not the temporal rewards down here to uh, for the pastor to get up and say, Missy and, and Lissy and Creedy uh, or whatever their names are, gave me this message on the note. God gave them that message. No, 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 no. God gave them that message. Yes, God used you to either give them confirmation or maybe even give them the message in general, but the key is God used you. So it was God that did it, not you. Now, see, I'm going to go a little bit farther. There are some people that can't hear a message from me because, see, I'm a so-called nobody. They got to run after the latest, greatest preacher, teacher, worship leader, dancer, or prayer leader. Minister Margo just prayed from heaven, and God used her. But do you know, 
she's not this pastor or that pastor who wrote a book. Uh, people run into their churches so that they can be seen. There's people that say you can't be a prophet if you ain't been to so-and-so prophet school. My, my, my. And then as soon as there's a scandal, all of a sudden they're talking about the person ain't, ain't this and the person not that. No, they're still being used by God. God can use whomever he wants to use. But if you're running to this preacher and running to that teacher and running to that worship leader, you got to be a part of this congregation and that congregation. Don't you know that all of the times I've traveled over the world, yes, I sat under uh, Prophetess Juanita Bynum. Yes, I've sat under great people. But guess what? I've sat under people that nobody known either. I've sat under people in storefront churches. I've sat under people in great mega ministries. But you know what? I sat under them because God sent me there to learn something. Some of the things I learned was what not to do. And some of the things I've learned was what to do. It's amazing how many people can stay humble even when God makes them great. But it's also amazing how many people can become vain and walk in vanity when God allows their name to be great. On today, know that there's many false Christs and there's many false prophets out here that appear to be working miracle signs and wonders. And God told us this was going to happen in Matthew 24, verses 23 through 27. But can God trust you? Can God trust you? Can God trust you? Or do you want to receive the credit? Do you want people to call your name? Or do you want God to write your name in the Lamb's book of life? See, God is perfecting you because he perfects those things that concern you. God is perfecting your peace and your joy and your understanding. God is perfecting your body because he's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's all-knowing. God is perfecting you. He's making you the person that people will call on because they know that you're calling on God. God is our advocate. He's our alpha. He's our anointed one. He's our author. He's our perfecter. He's our beginning. He's our end. He's our branch. He's our comforter. He's our cornerstone. He's our day star. He's our deliverer. He's our end. He's our faithful one. He's the first fruit. He's the gate for the sheep. He's the gift of God. He's the glory of God. He's a good shepherd, my God. He's a great shepherd. He's the head of the church. He's Jehovah God. He's the great I am. He's Jesus. He's King of Israel. He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He's the Lamb of God. He's the last Adam. He's the light of the world. He's the Lion of Judah, my God. He's the Master, the Mediator. He's the Messiah. He's the Mighty One. He is. He is. He is, he is. He's a prince of peace, my God, today. He's a propitiation. He's a substitute. Not you. Not I. Not our loved one. He's our refuge. He's our refinder. He's our resurrection. My God. He's our righteousness. He's our rock. He's our rose of sharing. He's the sacrifice, the final and last sacrifice. He's the teacher. He's the truth. He is the way, the only way. The deceiver has creeped in. He has us not even knowing we're making idols out of our loved ones, not even knowing we we're chasing after pastors, we're chasing after uh, televangelists, when God sometimes has sent you to that storefront church to help that one, to help that drug addict, to help that divorcee. But yes, there's some that he's sending to big places. But I want you to know one thing, that little thing that the enemy told you is nothing, it's a big thing to God. It's okay to miss people. It's okay to honor people. But when we put them in the place of God, when we put them in the place of the Holy Spirit, 
when we put them in the place of Jesus, we are in error. We are in error. God is a jealous God. And the enemy of our soul wants us to think that little thing. God wouldn't be jealous of that. Ask God. You've heard the clarion call on today. You've heard the warning on today. Whether you're listening to it in the archives or whether you're listening to it on today, know that although the message may not be directly for you, it may be because you have been guilty of hearing someone take God's glory and you heard it and you didn't say something. And so the warning on today is for you to say something. The warning on today is for you to tell them the deceiver has crept in. Or in your early green years, and when I say that, some people have been saved for 50, 60 years. So this zeal and this zeal and this deceiver that's crept in, it's something they think is innocent because their mama did it and their grandmama did it and their sister did it and, and all these other people did it, and they think it means nothing. Well, on today, God is telling you that he will share his glory with no one. So although you haven't been the one that's guilty of doing it, you've been the one that has not spoken up. So if you hear something, Say something. If you see something, say something. If God shows you that someone is walking and me, myself, and I, time for them to start eating meat, because some of us were doing it in ignorance, but yet others were knowingly doing it. Don't try to take God's glory, and don't try to give God's glory to anyone. Know this, that God loves you. And the reason that you know he loves you is that he brought you this message on today that says he will not share his glory with no one. So since God isn't going to share his glory with anyone, if you see something, say something. If you hear something, say something. And ask God to show you how to say it so that the person, if they're convicted, they won't be able to say it was church hurt. But remember, the God in you may irritate the demons in them so much until they don't receive it. Some will receive it and some won't. So if you haven't heard anything else today, I pray that you heard. Beware and be careful not to make people, your God, and not to make shrines your God, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Remember, no more me, 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 I, 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 myself, myself, forgive God all, not some, all, even that little ant, all the glory. In Jesus' name, that's all I have. I'll turn the program back over to um, you all. Thank you so very much. The lines are open. Wow. God bless. God bless. God bless the woman of God. That message is very much put a lot on my and uh, we know about the fact that our words have power and it just made me realize even the things that we could say with not even realizing it it could be something that dishonors God that puts someone else or gives someone else the glory and God is not pleased with that to say well I'm doing this because I know this would please my uh my sister who's gone, rather than doing all that you do to the glory and honor of God. That's God's word. So let's keep that in our hearts. Does anyone else have a comment or something they would like to say before we close out the program? 
you would like to speak now is your time. means no one is led to say anything, so let's take that word, let's plant it deep in our hearts, and let us remember that our daily practices, the things that we do every day, and the things that we say uh, need to be in line with God's word as we walk and live our lives in line with his word. So thank you so much, all our listeners and those that will listen for listening to Let's Talk this morning with Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. And we appreciate you coming in. Please tune in again next Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time for Let's Talk. Also, please join us each Monday. And Minister Sylvia Kaiser Wright is our host on Monday, this Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are going to have a dynamite woman of bring the word. (laughs) That is none other than missionary Linda Handy. She has agreed to feed God's sheep on Monday night. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss this seasoned woman of God and to see what word she has to give us to help us to get through the week ahead. In addition, you want to be able to make sure that you go through the week thinking of listening to God, meditating on his word, taking the words that you hear from this ministry and any other ministry that is preaching Jesus Christ as Lord. And then when you get to Friday, tune in at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time to listen to Minister Sylvia Kaiser again, who will be our our host. And um, this Friday, we're slated to hear... Um, Minister, uh, I'm sorry, Prophet Antoine Thomas. But tune in and you will be blessed. You will be blessed of God because this ministry is here to bless, to nourish, to encourage, to correct, as well as direct God's people to do his will and only his will. So our foundational scripture, Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So, Apostle Lech, would you uh, like to close out our broadcast on today? God bless you. Father, we glorify you, and we thank you for the honor of being able to share your word to share your visions, to share your dreams, to share your correction in season and out of season, the review, to encourage. We thank you, God, for being able to love one another enough that we come before you, God, saying, allow your word to do what you want it to do. Allow it to convict. And allow people to have a choice to accept your word or to reject your word. God, we accept what you allow, but we ask you, God, that people will accept your word and not reject it. Because, God, just like you wish that none would be lost, we also wish that none would be lost. Because, God, I could have been lost. I could have been one of the ones that was lost, but you loved me enough to woo me, to draw me, to prick my heart. And we ask you to do it today for every listener, those that listen to it in the archives, every person, every person, draw them nigh. And God caused them to even stay and not to stray. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Until Monday, see you all tomorrow night, virtually. Bye-bye.